turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Got an event that I don't typically do. And I want to do more of, but in the past they've kind of been clumsy. I'm trying to declumsify them, so to speak. Um, I'm not good at webinars, but CFP Chad Burton is. He's going to be running a webinar, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Webinar. That is December 21st. That would be Wednesday. Um, that's right, this week. Uh, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Webinar. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Mr. Burton, how are you today? I'm doing well, but who schedules a webinar on the week of Christmas? I believe that was, oh yeah, you. Oh, that's right. Good we're just trying to, I don't even know when I'm going to do my shopping now. We're trying to set up our events uh, every two months, and uh, we'll do events until we don't do events, and we're trying to sneak in some webinars so that people don't actually have to make that physical commitment of an evening or a Saturday. Um but it's a physical commitment to sit at your computer, so make sure you don't have too many spam filters on or uh, blockers on. But 10 Pillars of Retirement Income, uh, you could do your shopping while you're listening to Chad during the webinar, Mr. Burton. Uh, any reminders that we need heading into 2017? Because the clock is a ticking. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, one of the issues is that as stocks have done well uh, across the board, and people are, you know, open enrollment was really in November, but still people need to kind of think about 2017 and their overall portfolio diversification and realize that once they own 5%, 10% of their portfolio and company stock they work for, they need to start using their options and ESPPs for income and diversification. Um, and really overall kind of just paying bills and using the money to fund other items. So ESPP, I encourage people if the stock is, a good company that they sign up, even though they need the income, they can sign up, get the discount, and start selling them for income. And RSUs are those shares best. Restricted stock units are RSU shares. Um, there's no tax purposes to continue to hold them, so when you already own too much of that company's stock, sell them. And when they vest, they'll automatically sell some shares for you for the taxes. 
you turn around, sell this rest, take the cash, reinvest it, or pay down debt that you shouldn't have, and that's really any debt outside of your mortgage. Um, and the other thing, I'd make sure that people, if they're self-employed and they're looking at um, a better option than a SEP IRA, if they're making under, say, 260000 or so, typically an individual 401k is a better bet, and they have until the end of the year to get that open. But most brokerage firms, you know, they're not going to get a lot done after this week, so they want to look into that at TD Ameritrade, Schwab, Fidelity before the end of this week. Yeah, it's kind of interesting with the end of the year, people start thinking, what did I forget? What did I miss? So you're absolutely right about getting it done while you can get it done. Let's talk a little bit about mutual funds. Uh, mutual fund flows yeah. have increased in the last couple of weeks. Um, retail investors, that's people who are listening to the show who don't have a financial planner, they appear to be jumping into the rally. Um, is Does that make sense? And should people be careful or should people be greedy? Well, typically when you see that after a rally, the, the fund flows increase. It's kind of a contrarian indicator, but you know that's only if you're looking at short-term trading and trying to guess to be what's right in the next week or two, which doesn't pay off in the long run. But mm-hmm. I, I guess my fear is that people are going to really be jumping into stuff that just did well over the last, you know, since November 8th. And kind of the Trump rally stocks, which is really the Goldman Sachs pushing up the Dow, and a couple of companies, Caterpillar, you know, things like that. Um, financial stocks, some of the larger banks, really can't justify where they've gone in the last month or two without Dodd-Frank as a major repeal. And it doesn't sound like that's one of the top three priorities so far. Um, I think there'll be some deregulation, but not just full-on repeal of Dodd-Frank. So just be careful. Because um, you can't justify Goldman Sachs move about something like that. And then you get the idea that some of these companies that have done really well, like Caterpillar, if there is some sort of an issue in China, um, you know, they might pick one company to, to kind of punish as a result of that. Um, and that's China punishing a company. And that, you know, if Caterpillar was to be pushed out of China, that'd be a horrible issue for them. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just trying to give investors the idea that. If you're jumping in now and starting to push into stocks that have already done really, really well, you're taking single stock risk, and most people should be sticking with broad market diversification and dividend-paying stocks or dividend achievers. So stop trying to get too smart and chase returns that already happened. We've got a big webinar coming up this week. People can sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. They can listen to you today here on KDOW AM 1220 from 2 to 3, and uh, tomorrow as well. Today and tomorrow, you're going to be talking a lot about these topics and much, much more. People can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. Do you remember when we used the word, just not we, but when the financial media market, typically the infomercials used the the, the word diversification? <laughs> I do you remember just, that. Was that around the new? Was after the new economy deal that we were dealing with. Yeah, and uh, that was also back in the late '90s when they were like, "You just got to own tech stocks. You just got to own tech stocks." But anyway, um, neither here nor there. Let's talk about the webinar a little bit. Um, who should uh, who should sign up? Who should listen? Who should pay attention to it? Uh, yeah, this is for really. If you're in that last ten year stretch. In other words, you've been saving, saving, saving pretty diligently. You think you're about 10 years from retirement or less, or maybe you're in retirement and you're trying to get a second opinion. Um, this is the event for you because it talks about how you get to the point of calculating the cost of retirement, so making sure your calculations, your estimates are correct. 
um, the things that you don't think about, like inflation, taxes, the types of insurance you need and the type you should avoid, and then how to rebalance your portfolio and start a distribution plan. People retire with 401ks, IRAs, lost taxable accounts, uh, tax-free bonds, taxable bonds. It's, it's, it becomes an issue of dealing with tax brackets and knowing which accounts to draw from first and then maintaining a certain level of risk. And I go through and explain that whole idea of three years' worth of portfolio draws in cash and why and then how you rebalance around that. So for the typical person who, not for the typical part, but for the person who's basically a little bit late in saving for retirement, uh, maybe they've got $90,000, $100,000 in a 401k, but they're 50. They're not going to hit that million. They're not going to hit that million and a half where income becomes, you know, kind of a self-fulfilling um, prophecy, so to speak. Uh, should they be paying attention to this webinar just to, to brush up on some of the terms that they'll never use or some ideas well, that maybe they'll have to steal half of them from? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not going to be hurt or time wasted because you might, you might, you know, there's going to be some people that go through this event, Rob, and realize that, okay, I'm not 10 years, I'm 15 or 20 years away from retirement. I didn't realize the costs. Okay. And hopefully they don't get depressed. Some people go into that despair mode where, I'm never going to be able to retire, so I'm not going to. I'm going to stop thinking about it. Other people get motivated and say, "You know what? I just realized that I've got to make more money, so I've got to retrain myself, get into a different career, something that's got longevity, that's not going to be replaced by a robot, so that I can save 20, 25 percent of pay, and really increase my chances to finally retire when I'm 70 versus 65." Good stuff. It's CFP Chad Burton. Don't forget the big event. Excuse me, is December 21st from 7 to 8 p.m. You can find out more information at newfocusfinancial.com. Registration is free. Talking about the true cost of retirement and bond alternatives, rebalancing your portfolio, tax efficient distribution, social security strategies, importance of dividend paying stocks, and recent world events. <laughs> How they will play into the markets. You can find out more at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Coming off what may turn out to be its best back-to-back sales years ever in 2015-2016, the United States auto business appears to be easing off the accelerator a bit heading into 2017. So if autos are pulling back a bit, consumers will have some bargains to be found. The bottom line to me is that sales are still pretty high, but they're plateauing, and it's taking more effort in terms of promotion incentives to keep sales higher. Um, I would expect that will be the same next year. Now, there's no guarantee on that. So consult Burger Bros for taking action on anything. Um, if you want to buy a car, shop around. The builder president for um, head of investment strategy at HSBC Private Bank says the one thing that everybody seems to agree on is the need for an infrastructure plan for President Donald Trump. 
And he says, if that's the case, buy real estate now because you will benefit if roads, restaurants, movie theaters, and shopping malls pop up near you, especially if they pop up near you in the shadow of a road and bridge repair project. So how do you identify where the improvements are likely to happen? Well, you start with the American Society of Civil Engineers, their latest report card on the nation's infrastructure needs. So Google American Society of Civil Engineers, latest report card on infrastructure needs. Um, You know, home companies like uh, Home Depot will do well. Simon Property Group, General Properties Group, General Growth Group. Um, There's some REITs out there. So Toll Brothers, likely to do well if you believe there's an infrastructure play coming. With that said, let's talk a little more real estate with Tony Mendez. Welcome in. Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's done two, maybe three of my loans in real estate, so I bring him in on occasion to kind of highlight what you should be thinking about when buying a home or refinancing a home or maybe even sometimes selling a home. You can listen to his show here on KDOW 1220 Tuesdays. That's Tuesdays at 6 p.m. drive time. Mr. Mendez, buying a home is intimidating. Yes, it is. I remember my 20s when I bought my first car. I had buyer's remorse. I had panic. Um, you know, going through a divorce, you have remorse, you have panic, you have fear. But a home, it's it's pretty big. The first home that you put an offer on, and it's not quite the home you want. There's a cracked foundation. You're like, what you, should I be doing yeah. this? Should I not be doing it? Like, you do go through a lot of questions. Yeah, I did. the first cliche I heard in the business, and it still rings true today is it's the biggest decision you're going to make in your life the biggest investment you're going to make in your life and it and today it's becoming more harder to get uh more difficult to get the financing uh, finding the right price finding the right home is difficult today because we have competition. we have competition we have inventory problems um and you're putting cash over top of appraised value so it's it's a lot more difficult and certainly more intimidating in a seller's market like it is today and you and I kind of grew up kind of ignorant we were kind of like, yeah, dad said put down 28 to 40% of your income. And you and I have grown up in an area, uh, era where people are like, buy the worst house on the best street. Buy close to great schools. Buy close to great jobs. Don't buy too far out. You want someone's wife to want your home. You want some curbside appeal. I mean, it sounds like pretty generic advice, but... A lot of people got burned with bad advice, like buy, you know, take equity out of your home and buy elsewhere, or, or um, buy in Dallas. Or, yeah, just wrong advice. You know, yeah. the best advice you can give yourself for real estate is to first decide to make a decide to buy real estate. That's the hardest decision. Know that you're going to know that you're going to be tied to it. Yeah. And you said it's an investment. I say it's a liability. You say it's the biggest investment you ever make. I think it's the biggest liability. You're committing to paying thirty years every single month. Even if you lose your job, even if you divorce, you're making a commitment that's big. Now, later in life, as you pay yourself rent, i.e. the part of the mortgage that's not interest but the equity, um, it is. it adds up to a great yep. thing over time. It doesn't keep up terribly well versus inflation. Some markets better than others. Yeah, and, and you brought up a good point. The, a lot of things that are the benefits, the right benefits of owning a home aren't sold. sold. It's the wrong benefits that are oversold. And it gets people hyped up about real estate. It really is a hype game, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah. It's a speculation game. Right now, speculation is is dying off as prices are going up and rates are going up. It's it's a lot more rate sensitive than it used to be. I'm um, because we have such high prices, and this is what I fear in this type of market right now is that we are so rate sensitive, and we're so sensitive to alternative types of financing like arms. And there's no 
negams anymore. There is still interest only. So people are sensitive to those, but they also are sensitive to the payment and the fact that the prices have gone up and are going to go back up to where they've been. It's a tricky market. To if you live in an expensive be. area, you're looking for expensive jobs to be created. If you're living in Stockton, you're looking for a doubling of minimum wage. Like there's little keys and hints that you could think about. Um, I could tell you that my industry, the financial world, has some slimy people. There's a big mutual fund guy down in San Jose that I got to see some of his salespeople, and they're just 25 year old, just I don't know, just. Hey, hey there, Gus. Give me a power handshake and let's go sell some of this product and make big money and have scotches tonight. Like, they're just, I don't know what the word, bimbo, himbo, like, there's, that's not the right word. But, uh, your industry has that too, though. You call them a tool. Tool. Perfect. Your industry's got these tools that are like, you know, all I gotta do is do one mortgage and I can fly to Hawaii and smoke weed and come back and do one mortgage and, you know, hey, I used to be a mechanic, but now I'm going to be a mortgage person. I know a woman who's a housewife, and she's getting her real estate license simply because it's a little extra money. And she's competing against people who have been in this industry 40, 50 years, super experienced. She's got none. She's going to fail, in my opinion. With that said, maybe she sells one else. Yep. Um, she's got a heart of gold, and she networks really well with mothers. So maybe she does well. But, you know, that, but there's some barriers I'd, to entry. I'd get into the real estate that side of the real estate business if I had a larger network, uh, and I've been in my city for a long time. I'm a mom, and and I know a lot of people, and I know how to network. You know, that's a great way to start. There's a lot be of people who still because, want to yeah. get into real estate because there is a lot of money to be made in this in this industry. Um, the mortgage industry is more of the sales part. Real estate's all about this. The selling side is all about how who you know. One of the first questions I would ask a potential realtor. Tell me the three best streets. Tell me the school scores. And, you know, don't show me a big kitchen. I don't care. Show me the best streets that everyone wants that has no inventory. That's where I want to be. That has been Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez has been sitting in with me. He works with BayAreaLoanSource.com. He is a lender. BayAreaLoanSource.com. This is going to be an interesting one to watch. Free cash in Finland. you got to be jobless. So this is going to be the first, not the first, but a pretty big test on universal income. Finland's going to hand out cash to 2,000 jobless people, <clears throat> free of bureaucracy or limits on side earnings. The idea is universal basic income. No one is going to confuse you know, northern Finland with Silicon Valley as far as innovation goes. The city has its roots uh, in the Arctic Circle, um, a city called Ulu. Seems likely to achieve dominance at herding reindeer, but they're going to test giving people universal income. I think the world will watch in a silly kind of, let's see how that goes kind of way. You can find out more about me and webinars at Rob Black Show. It's robblackshow.com. Now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220.
800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Welcome back in. Happy holidays. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. <clears throat> Gas prices have jumped six cents over the last two weeks to 226 a gallon. That's kind of a boo, right? Um, just when you need it the most, you're, you don't need it the most, but the holidays you spend like a drunken sailor. Um, but you, one thing you also do during the holidays, not only do you drive, not only do you spend, um, but you kind of sneak in some movies, I hope. So, will one movie rule the Dow Jones Industrial Average? Maybe. A company called Disney is heavily tied towards the Star Wars franchise. Stock investors generally concentrate on the S&P 500. Movie reviewers typically uh, focus on movies and Star Wars and things like that. <clears throat> but Rogue One got pretty good reviews. And that's helping spur the Dow component Walt Disney. The stock had been a serious laggard this year and thus had hurt the Dow Jones Industrial Average because it's one of those 30 stocks. So it had fallen a little bit this year while the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 14%. Huge box office numbers, though, are helping drive Rogue One and the Dow towards 20,000. So if Rogue One takes in just 55% of what The Force Awakens pulled in, it's still the biggest movie of the year. And that shows you how powerful Disney is. And don't forget, Disney's got a new Cars movie. They've got a new Frozen movie. Oh, they've got Star Wars Episode Eight coming. They've got movie after movie lined up for us. Another Avengers movie, I'm sure. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the one that everyone's going to wonder about is the underwater fish guy, Aquaman. Will that be a hit or not? Um, but Disney's getting a lift. And you got to say patience you must have and uh will it be enough to get the dow up there dow's at nineteen thousand nine eight hundred and ninety eight so it's a hundred points away from a big round number and you can check out disney for yourself uh a buck 86 day at 105.77 and you might know that i've liked disney for the years and when Disney went in the 90s, I bought some. Um, I like stocks when they pull back. I don't like stocks at all-time highs. I don't dislike them. But I like them when they're at, at you know, 10, 15, 20% off from their all-time highs. Disney's a good, solid company. Dividend yield of about a buck, uh, 1.5%. Their big problem is the perceived tie to the biggest play in cable television. ESPN. Now, I happen to be a believer that Disney knows that cable cord cutters exist and they'll figure out a way to monetize ESPN while likely downplaying the importance of it in the future. Um, so the basic idea is that some people don't care about live sports anymore. And the idea of eating food or having cable television, rock, scissors, paper, eating food tends to win. And, uh, you know, remember that David... He had a daughter 22 years ago, and one of the things that he did that was super cool was took the TV out of the house. So, so if there was entertainment to be done at the house, it was 
a little less than television. As far I mean, it was television was her choice. <clears throat> Painting and reading were two of the top ones. She turned out great. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton and talk a little more financial planning as the year winds down. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, talking a little about annuities. It's something I've hammered on air basically my whole career because it's an insurance product, it's an investment product, it's good for the client, is it not good for the client, is it good for the person selling it? It usually is. Let's talk annuities, let's talk about what they are, and uh, what we can do to find alternatives for them. Chad? Yeah, what they are is they are an insurance product. Um, there's different types. So there's types that have what looks like mutual funds inside of them. There's types that um, have the indexed approach where you get a certain part of the upside of the 500, usually somewhere between 3 and 7% if the market's up. Um, so if the market's up like 20, you might get, you know, right now 4. If the market's down 20, you just get 0 that year. Um, no dividends are involved, or there's just fixed-rate annuities, which kind of look like CDs, but they're not FDIC-insured. They're from insurance companies, so you know, it depends on the quality of the insurance company. And those aren't something you'd want to look at when interest rates are at all-time lows. I mean, back you know, when I got into the business years ago, back in the early 90s, you could find these things guaranteed at you know 5 to 7% for 6 to 10 years. Um, that That's not where we are now. So most annuities, Rob, you really just steer clear of. Okay. Um, there, you know, the times have changed since you and I started doing radio together over 17 years ago now, if you can believe it or not. It's been that long. Um, where there has been some good no-load products and some changes in the industry because there are people like you and me out there just saying, hey, these things are really smoke and mirrors. Um, they pay the insurance person 5 to 7% up front. And net of fees, you end up with about a 2 or 3% rate of return anyway. So the industry started to change. And it's a good thing they did because right now bonds are paying such low rates. You have to look for alternatives as you get close to retirement. Annuities are not a way to build wealth in any way, shape, or form. They are a way to take maybe a portion of your income and guarantee it for life in light of low interest rates. And if you do it, there are some good no-load options that are out there where you can take what would be in bonds, and right now bonds are very low rates of return. You know, the kind of the low-duration ones are in the 3% range with the threat of falling in value if interest rates go up. You can take that bond money, take a bit more risk with it in terms of principal, and in, with a little bit higher fees, usually about 1% to 1.5% range, um, you can get half of it into stock-type sub-accounts that look like mutual funds, called sub-accounts, you can get a little bit more aggressive with it, but have guaranteed income for life. Um, and that sounds pretty good, but you have to kind of be aware that there is a crossing point where the guaranteed income for life, there's fees involved with it, okay? So fee, those fees don't affect you while you're living and you're taking income in retirement. They affect your heirs and what you leave your spouse or your kids after you pass away. So you have to be very aware of the fees versus the guarantees and what you're getting. And really, there's a crossover point when, in my mind, when the 10-year treasury gets back over, you know, four, four and a half percent, we're going to get back to that point, Rob, where all annuities are pretty much bad. Okay. And you just go back to a laddered bond portfolio. But there are a way, it is kind of a way, there's a couple of no-load options out there, where you give it to the insurance company, you say, okay, no matter what my portfolio does, they're going to pay you somewhere between four and six percent for life on that money. If the, in, the, at the end of each, 
contract period, the end of each year that you're in, if your account's higher, your income can go, go up and get locked in, but it can never go back down. The important thing to note is, is that there are fees involved in it. You have to be very aware of those fees and when that crossover point is to where you'd want to get out and just go back to bonds. And you have to realize that the guarantees are only coming from the insurance company, so they're only as good as the insurance company that's offering them. So um, it, it is a part of it because, you know, we go into retirement and we have certain risks, and one of those risks is longevity risks and living longer and longer and all of the medical advances that, you know, we even talk about on radio all the time and people living till over 100 years old. Most people don't have portfolios that are going to last that long. So the only income these days that people have that's guaranteed for their life is Social Security. Most pensions are gone. So trying to get at least 20 to 30% of your income from sources you can't outlive is pretty important. Um, so you, there are a couple of no-load guaranteed lifetime annuities that, that uh, even you know, fee-only advisors are looking at as a result of extremely low interest rates. So we have to keep an open mind and realize when those types of products are good and when they become bad again. And that's really a, a, an idea in terms of uh, interest rates and where we are in this economic cycle of very low rates, which I think are going to last for a while. CFP Chad Burton, he's with NewFocusFinancial.com. Having an income strategy in retirement is critically important. And again, this is a little bit beyond me. So I need a financial planner. You probably need a financial planner. Check out Chad at NewFocusFinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Managing Director of the IMF, Christine Lagarde, who has really been a good, stable force in commenting about world economics and the balances and imbalances. She's been found guilty, but not punished, in a French negligence trial. Uh, it's a goofy story at best, and it dates back many years. And there's no criminal record. There's no punishment. It's just she's been found guilty of, I guess you could say, almost having a, a cheat turn or something along those lines. The U.S. has no equivalent of a ruling that took place um, tied towards a former job of hers where she's declined arbitration, uh, wanting to wrap up an issue rather than prolonging it. And so um, it would. there's no way of explaining it other than to say it's actually kind of a big deal in the sense that she's one of those people out there who's not punch drunk, She's one of those people out there who's common sense, and uh, she's very well regarded in the finance community. Elon Musk sent out a string of tweets uh, over the weekend, hinting at his next big entrepreneurial future. Could be a little bit boring. Um, Musk, who has commented in the past about his issue with transportation infrastructure in the United States, has sent out some posts. Uh, traffic is going is driving me nuts. I'm going to build a tunnel-boring machine and just start digging. So is he coming up with a company that digs holes so people could drive undergrounds, take trains, take tubes? We don't know. That's what I love about Musk. It keeps us guessing. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Your retirement needs a plan, but it can be hard to know how to even begin. By keeping your focus on just a few essential issues, you can increase your chances of enjoying a secure future. Step one, sign up for the free webinar, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income, hosted by New Focus Financial. It's Wednesday, December 21st, starting at 7 p.m. And during this hour-long webinar, you'll learn from certified financial planner Chad Burton how you can reduce risk with diversification. 
He'll give you tax reduction strategies and estate planning tips and let you know which bond alternatives and retirement products make sense in today's low interest rate environment. You'll learn how to rebalance your portfolio in retirement and create a tax-efficient distribution plan. And you'll get tips on portfolio structuring, asset allocation, and more. Again, this is a free webinar, 7 p.m. Wednesday, December 21st, for about an hour. Go to newfocusfinancial.com to register now and take the first step towards a secure future. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Black talking money, investing in more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Don't be shy. I want you to do well in investing. I want you to do well at the end of the year. So, again, I think the best thing that you can do, in my opinion, is uh, engage and educate yourself as best as you can because that's going to make you the best investor out there. So, a couple thoughts that really scare me. Uh, a lot of the trade restrictions that Donald Trump is proposing could decimate global supply chains and stunt manufacturing worldwide. And the ghosts of Reed Smoot and Willis Hawley haunt me. And the idea of a global trade war with other countries and how it once happened with the Smoot-Hawley Tariff Act of 1930 uh, created global recessions. So it's very draconian, and trade deals are incredibly tough to set up. They take a lot of time, they take a lot of nuance, but they're very easy to tear apart. So that's the thing that concerns me. Now, I'm speaking not from a social level, not from a woman's rights level for sure. I'm talking from a business level. And I will let you find the people that represent your social views or who motivate your social views, find those people. Uh, my job really is to focus on the monetary issues. The Trump presidency, uh, in a lot of ways, means a lot of good short-term things from a financial perspective. Um, potentially, you know, there will be some social ramifications because it favors people with money. It favors people uh, with jobs. It favors, I don't want to, I've got to be very careful about what I say right now. Um, it's not for everyone. And like, for instance, if you have access to borrowing 100, 200, 300, 600 million dollars, uh, I think housing could benefit from understanding how real estate works. So, and again, that's not an insult to anyone out there, different presidencies create different results, in my opinion. Um, but this one, to me, is setting up to really favor 
infrastructure. And companies like Home Depot and some REIT companies really do well in that world. <clears throat> so keep that in mind. Keep that on your radar. Um, a couple other things to talk about. Apple is not declaring war, but they're telling the European Union, like, we kind of know what we're doing when it comes to taxes, and you're kind of coming up after the fact and saying that we owe more than we actually do. Apple saying the European Union's ignoring decades of tax law ahead of their $14 billion court battle. The battle between the tech giant Apple and the European Commission's only just getting started. In August, competition authorities in Europe accused the U.S. company of accepting illegal state aid with its tax arrangements in Ireland, where its European headquarters are located. And it's going to be one to watch in court. You might kind of say Microsoft once fought Europe on antitrust and lost. And by the time the case was over, what they were fighting about was irrelevant to Microsoft. But the sanctions put against them were very relevant to hurting Microsoft. Uh, All about the browser. So UPS and FedEx are fighting to stay ahead of gift package deluge. The deluge. I think uh, both are great companies long term. You know, the, the big issue is will drones disrupt them? Will people like uh, Elon Musk, who says, let's, let's build a hyperloop and let's send transport, let's send goods, you know, from the desert to LA in, you know, minutes versus hours? Let's do it with a cheap technology versus expensive technology. Will UPS and FedEx ever get disrupted? And certainly could be. Uh, other stories of note out there. Gasoline prices have jumped. <laughs> Gas prices have jumped. Six cents to 226 ever since basically OPEC uh, started doing their thing. What's your thing? Uh, if you turn on the news, and I don't always turn on the news. I was talking to Chad who was up in Portland last week when they got pounded with basically a little bit of snow but a lot of ice. And if you turn on the news, you know it's cold across the country. If you watched football yesterday, Chicago was like negative six. Um, let the flakes fly. Let the snow fall, right? It's that time of season. It's it's Christmas. You're supposed to have a white Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white. So who's the winner there? It's retailers, surprisingly. Um, in large part because they sell things like gloves and jackets and hats stocked for winter and when it's cold people are like I'm not going to go outside and go for a run I'm going to go to the mall so retailers could benefit from that Um, I myself when I was in my 20s wanted to stay home and start a fire and get under a blanket with a lovely lady Uh, now I'm like let's jump on Amazon and get stuff sent to us go brush your teeth Um, here's a toothbrush (laughs) I just got it from Amazon for you that's the reality of being in your 40s. So Yahoo had its big holiday Christmas party, and in the past they had sexy, fun, everyone dresses the 1920s, roaring 20s parties that cost millions of dollars. This year they had a house party. The ultimate house party in Yahoo's office space. How the mighty have fallen. Um, other stories of note. Um, there's a company who's trying to do the Keurig of beer. Pay attention to housing right now. I think that's the play. 
housing plays, not not house prices, housing plays. People who build houses, people who paint houses, companies that do that. Anyway, find me online at Rob Black Show. Big uh, event coming up as far as a webinar at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. P-Y. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all.